Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor and our guest today is Tom Nixon. Tom is the Regional Coordinator for Towards Zero Deaths. Tom, welcome back to Community Focus. Hey, thank you guys very much. Good afternoon. That's nice to have you in the studio. It is so nice Isn't to be this here. Cool? Yes, yeah. I know. Who thought yeah. who'd, who'd thunk? <laughs> Here we are. It's good Slowly we're trying to get back to normal, and uh, now we approach Memorial Day weekend, and that is, uh, I know, mm. the start of always the deadliest time of the year on the roadways, too. I, I hate to be that predictor of bad news, uh, but really we've we've long time tracked the data that the 100 deadliest days are Memorial Day to Labor Day, uh, mm. roughly, and, and what we see is... The behaviors that come along in the summertime, uh, we are we are looking for uh, that enjoyment of the sun. We're we're taking in longer days, yes. and some of those riskier behaviors come along with that. And so, unfortunately, we're we're gearing up, we're preparing, we're we're hopefully educating and warning that uh, pay attention that uh, that traffic that increases for that summer is going to be starting here Memorial Day weekend. We're right on the cusp of it, and we just want everybody to to have that fun and go do the things you want to do and. and and be prepared for what could be uh, a dangerous time, and you can avoid that. Yeah, taking the personal responsibility is what we've always talked about. You know, yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, statistically, I understand we're not off to the to a very good start mm-hmm. at all in 2021. To to say we're on a rocky start is probably an understatement, uh, and I really I don't want to be too sobering here, but we're in a bad spot. Last year, we were higher than we were in years previous uh, over the the year's averages. Uh, last year at this time, we were at 108 fatalities on our roads. And at this point this year, we're at 148. That mm. means 40 more lives, 40 more people that aren't going to be celebrating um, the summer, the summer uh, because of that. And, mm. you know, Memorial Day weekend is, has a lot of significance to m- memorialize uh, what sacrifices have been given. Dying in a traffic crash uh, should not be another thing for us to be looking at at this point. So, yes, as we uh, approach this week and we look at the numbers, we really we have we have that opportunity to change this. We, this is we could stop it today. We could end the rest of the year at this number right now. Mm-hmm. It's that personal commitment to doing what we should do behind the wheel. Right. And Tom, I know last year, and we've talked to you about this already this year, but last year, speed seemed to be a big factor because there were less cars on the roadway, people not going to work, and people thought they could, you know, kick it up a notch when it came to speeding and uh, and that kind of thing. But is that the same what's going on here at the beginning of this year? We see the perpetuated. We we see people doing the same thing. Still, um, okay. that that speed is still a factor. Um, it's always been a factor in crashes. Sure. And and I'll break that down in just a second. But uh, speed is being a contributor to those crashes, and and that's a target this year for education and for uh, behavior changes. We want to see people, you know, adhering to the speed limit and. There may be a suspicion that that number has come up with arbitrarily. Um, our road design allows for the speed that those roads are are built for. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a, a statute that determines how that speed is determined, um, and it is it is a measured number that uh, there's a certain percentile that has to go through this area, and at that certain speed and the design standards that the number is set from that. 
Does that mean that uh, uh, somebody couldn't go slower? No, it doesn't mean they can't go slower. Does that mean they couldn't go faster? Well, a limit is the limit, and the reason that we have uh, those limits in place is to make a predictable system. So that's that's probably a point that a lot of people don't really catch, is that if, if we see all of the cars going the same speed, you have an idea of where your speed should be, what oncoming traffic is. If you want to pull uh, onto that inter- out of that intersection into that roadway, you have an idea how much gap you need to allow for, and mm-hmm. um, the mechanics of the safety features of those vehicles are designed for a certain speed. So it all factors to, that makes a predictable, safer system, and speed was a contributor this last year for sure, mm-hmm. and into this year and it tells me tom that uh you know in addition to um what you do at tzd to get the word out about safety it's taking a lot of the data that we get from these crashes uh fatal or non-fatal just to try and figure out some of the things that are going on out there and to then try and focus on some of those things absolutely uh every crash has knowledge to be to be gained from it and unfortunately we're not short on knowledge this year on what's went wrong mm-hmm. um, what we can say and what I'm, I'm happy to report is unfortunately there are a lot of crashes but they have happy endings when people uh, are, are at least using some of the safety features of their vehicle sure. and seat belts are, are one of the things that they do save lives. And uh, the the old story from CARE 11, I like to always reference years ago, if you want to search it up, uh, Room to Live, it, it demonstrated that in many crashes when someone was belted, the, the compartment that you're in in that vehicle will, will retain and, and keep you safe and your seatbelt positions you. Um, it actually will shorten. It'll tighten up in the, in the event of a crash so that you're held in the right spot so when the airbags deploy, they don't pummel you. They, mm-hmm. they somewhat cushion you sure. uh, for where you're supposed to be. And they work. So when we think about you know those, those behaviors and what changes the outcomes, um, all of it leads to us making better decisions and and using that equipment correctly. We'll see what happens with uh, the decision-making as we go into the summer here, but people have that chance. And it's always hard, you know, doing reading the news every day, and when you read a story that someone passed away in a crash and it says at the end that they were not wearing their seatbelt, you just, it's like, you know your throat hits your stomach and says come on because they could you know maybe if they would have been it's just hard to it's hard to read those 20 years of of ems and fire experience for me in addition mm-hmm. to doing what i do and, and i'm going to come back to your talk about uh the data piece there but you know looking at the number of times uh in 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 earlier days for me in 1982 ford ltd um, may almost be completely intact after some major collision, and you know the person that was inside may have been in really tough shape. Today, you may come upon a, a car that looks completely mangled, and the person's outside of it on their phone calling their insurance yeah. agency. Hey, I need a rental. I was in a I was in a wreck. I hit a rabbit. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, just or kidding. whatever the case. Yeah. yeah. The the reality is, you know, sure. they're they're intentionally built to crunch and to move so that they take the energy out of that crash, yeah. which seems seems like, oh, those cars, they don't hold up like they used to, but the people do. Yeah. And that, that is the difference. I think difference. that's what counts. Yeah, yeah it, oh. certainly, it certainly is. Cars are replaceable, and we're not. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I've, uh, in fact, I was reading an article not too long ago about the car manufacturers. They actually took a page from NASCAR and, and Indy and some of these people where that cockpit 
that you sit in mm-hmm. is really reinforced. Mm-hmm. Like you say, the rest of it can go ahead and get crunched and absorb the crash. In that little cockpit, you're going to be safe as long as you're wearing the belt and uh, wearing it properly. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the data crunch, uh, we look and most people wear their seatbelts. Most yeah. people do. Right. Uh, but th- those that don't, um, if they're in a crash, their outcomes are poor. It just you're not able to be kept in your, your seat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to bounce around. You're going to get moved around. And what happens is uh, nearly half of the fatalities every year are unbelted. Those risky Man. behaviors um, beget risky behaviors. Uh, someone that is impaired is, is probably more comfortable with speeding, and they're maybe not wearing their seatbelt at that point. Uh, and that has that has ripple effects too, because you know that person says, "What's my choice?" In a, in a way, you're certainly entitled to make your choices. But the reason that the rule and the law is there, um, if you're injured, if you're if you're handicapped because of your incident, well, you're going to be uh, in a nursing home or in long term care, and somebody's going to be paying for your care at that point. So your right. your freedom uh, at that point is is infringing on someone else. So that that argument sometimes comes through, and it doesn't work either. Right. And I've always said, you know, you make that decision, and you're thinking of yourself. But if you were to take someone else's life, oh I don't know how you live with that either. No, no. It, 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 um, so going to many of those crashes over the years and seeing the tragedies that were preventable. And like I said, we could change this trajectory today. It, we, we all are responsible for our own. And I know things uh, feel, feel like acts of God or those things that we, we don't have control over. But well, you know, it really grinds my gears <laughs> when, when someone talks about how the road would be at fault and, you know, all the cars that travel over that road day after day and there isn't an incident. Um, there are definitely things we can do to continue to improve, but ultimately it's the behaviors and the choices that everybody is making behind the wheel and what pressure we put on those people around us that aren't doing it right. Mm-hmm. Speak up. You right. know, if someone's not doing what they should be in your own vehicle, um, don't be bashful. <laughs> hey, man, you're giving me a ride home tonight. Thanks, but slow down. Yeah. 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 Uh, Tom, uh, I know a couple of years ago we passed a law about hands-free in Minnesota. And, uh, <laughs> again, the distracted driving is another, I, I think, pretty big contributor. And like you say, you tack that on top of someone going too fast or being impaired and then get distracted. It's It just piles on. It's It just adds to... Um, the problems. The problems, yeah. yeah. So, so safely to say, if you just stayed home, we wouldn't have any issues. <laughs> we just got over this, <laughs> well, and we, we want to get out and do right. stuff. Um, exactly. And and yes, distraction uh, is is. Although we think a lot about the phone, uh, there's a lot of ways to be distracted, lost in thought, eating a sandwich, all of those things. But yes, the law, hands free, uh, has has been in effect now. Um, I think everyone's been duly warned, and uh, pretty Still regularly you get to a stoplight, you'll see somebody pull the phone out. Um, you, you know, you're not supposed to have it to your ear. You're not supposed to be on your phone uh, uh, navigating or texting or mm-hmm. TikToking or whatever you might be doing at that intersection or along the highway and if you got away with it because well I, I didn't get caught and i didn't get into a crash that kind of negatively reinforces that behavior unfortunately you just don't know when that little kid on the bicycle is going to run out or yeah. the dog or the deer mm-hmm. or whatever it's going to be or that motorcyclist the that rabbit you didn't again see. the yeah. rabbit those darn rabbits those rabbits mm-hmm. it's true though yeah and i think uh, tom we can all agree that as you said there's more traffic in the summer 
And then it gets a little more complicated because there's that guy with a boat. Someone's pulling a camper here. Here comes that big motor home. Yeah. And in between there's these motorcycles. And uh, the traffic is just uh, heavier. And now we need to pay even more attention, don't we? We certainly do. And, uh, you know, when you want to be relaxed and having fun and enjoying what you see, and we got a beautiful landscape here. I mean, Thank the Lakes you. area right. is, is uh, Lakes area, boy, that's <laughs> Lakes area, lakes area. Uh, sounds uh, better than, than I said it. But uh, it really is uh, a beautiful landscape to see, and yet you have to look forward, and you have to be scanning more than your hood emblem. You have to be out yeah. and, and seeing what's coming and be prepared for what could change. Um, Those defensive driving skills could come in handy. <laughs> they could. And you just you just kind of take away every advantage that your safety equipment has for you if you're not paying attention, if you're not driving the limit, if you're you're not using everything to its its most potential. And that data that you you mentioned, that's what keeps showing us that these are behavioral issues, and we've we've kind of exhausted. Although we're still going to continue to improve our, our infrastructure, mm-hmm. we've kind of exhausted what we can do when it comes to the changes on that road. It now becomes all right. We got to look in the mirror here and um, make some better choices. Yeah, and actually, uh, I continue to see that the engineers are making improvements to make things safer. I think roundabouts uh, we're seeing a lot of them. And we'll probably see more because they take out that T-bone crash that we talk about. Mm. And I've seen more and more J-turns being installed on busy crosses across a highway. And again, these are proven to be safer for us all. They, they are. And, for, and the issue that I would give credit to anybody that doesn't like them as well... At least I can tell you, people don't know how to drive them. That that may be true. That that's going to take time, and that's going to be hard uh, because you you have to be patient. But um, nobody wants to be patient. Have you heard of Amazon today? So uh, what what we're really staring down is that we're removing some of those those things that um, we find commonly in the data. The right angle crashes. That's a lot of energy that is transferred in a place that can't dispense it. Um, so. The crunch zones on a vehicle are front and rear, but the side impact, um, Mm. that's part of that cage that we're in that uh, is reinforced and is very strong. But our bodies don't like to bounce. And the older we get, the worse we are at that. Um, The little ones and their big heads, they they flop around in their child seats. They need to be properly sized for that. But all of that... Yes, the infrastructure changes are aimed specifically at we've looked at the data, we've looked at the risk, and this investment, this will lessen the risk at that point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I even think of the rumble strips uh, on the fog lines and the rumble strips in the middle of the road. All of these things help, don't they? We've we've tried to eliminate those lane departure crashes with that. And... um, Time and time again, we were able to reflect on that data and find that those roads that those have been installed on have changed that. And for those of you that uh, live close to those, good news, there are some updates to how those are being installed as you go forward. They've now called something called a a mumble instead of the rumble. Yeah. (laughs) To take it down a few notches. You know, engineers, they're really, (laughs) you know. They're, they're fun with their words. But what we've oh, come yeah. up with is that uh, it gives the same uh, physical effect that you feel it in the vehicle, but it doesn't produce the same noise. Oh, and interesting. And so it's a, it's, a, it's a longer waveform, and what it does is it gives the same safety effect. Not 
quite as good as the full depth uh, rumble, but it, it definitely uh, is noticeable. And that hopefully will alleviate some of that pain that those people that live right by those. As uh, long as it keeps in the lane. I mean, that's, you know, I have told Ken this, you know, coming in on snowy days during the winter, it's sometimes you're almost driving by that's those. That's how you find your lane. <laughs> that's yeah. how you do, that, yeah. That's, that's yeah. known to work that way. Um, poor lighting conditions, they'll, they'll yeah. uh, um, the rain condition, they also will bury that, that edge line paint uh, mm-hmm. with some reflective there so that it's easier to see by that. Yeah. Our, you know, here again, uh, nobody is trying to slow you down or, or make your day uh, worse. Really, the hope is to keep more more people alive on our roads uh, because those of us that have been affected or have seen it or have been a part of it, uh, it sucks. And sorry yeah. to use that word, but that's it. Just it drains so much, and yeah. with so much uh, good that's coming, we we uh, we should avoid that. Yeah. Yeah. So really, it comes back to what we always talk about taking personal, personal responsibility, responsibility. Yeah. it it is and and when we get caught or we do something wrong we well we'd kind of like to point to somebody else but a lot of times it comes down to you know were we doing what we were supposed to do did we give enough traveling distance behind that car were we were we exceeding the limit so we lost our right of way were we you know maybe we weren't a 0.08 maybe we were a 0.081 or maybe we weren't even ready to drive at a 0.04 right think about you know how you can plan ahead and the best part of it is it doesn't take that much to plan ahead and ask for help there are there are way more resources that people don't access uh, that are available to you for a ride home um, for for safety decision making for a tow um, you know, don't drive on the flat tire, the low tire. You know, it, yeah. it may cost you a little bit, but ruining that rim or worse yet, getting into a crash because of that low tire, that's that's an issue in itself that many people yeah. will, I'll, I'll fix it later. Yeah. Fix it now. Yeah. Do it now. Yeah. Good advice. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's be safe on the roadways this summer. Please take that personal responsibility and we'll all be safe. And Tom, thank you so much for being here to talk about these traffic safety issues. Ah, the opportunity is great to have. I thank you very much for the support we get from WJJY and broadcasting here. We appreciate it very much. Thanks for doing what you do. Yeah, our (laughs) pleasure. Tom Nixon is the regional coordinator for Toward Zero Deaths. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. We remind you that our Community Focus programs can be found anytime on our website. Just go to 1067wjjy.com. And you can also listen through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.